All right, we are live. Today is Tuesday, July 13th. I am Adam Murray. He is Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? We are here to preview UFC Vegas 31, Makachev versus Moises. How are you, Marcel? Yeah, I'm good, man. Extremely rainy day over here in the Netherlands tomorrow as well. It's like crazy. And it's, and it's also, that's pretty hot as well. Not not extremely hot, but it's still hot, you know, and rainy. So it sucks, man. You you got you to gotta have to have a rain jacket on. But it's just hot, you know what I mean? So it's absolutely a terrible weather. The humidity is awful all, all the time. So, yeah, not that great And if it comes to that. But overall, yeah, good, man. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Just busy, you know. Um, it's been a grind today, but doing good, man. Um, excited to talk about this card with you, I guess. I mean, a lot of people are kind of slagging on this card a little bit. Like, it's not the it's not the greatest card. I mean, that's for sure. But I still am looking forward to it. I mean, there's some good fights on this card. So I think there's some fights that are kind of going under the radar a little bit. So I'm looking forward to talking about with you, Marcel. Uh, today, mm-hmm. um, just before, I'm just trying to set it up right now and get get the card ready. But just your initial thoughts, I guess, on this card uh, going into it, UFC Vegas 31. Yeah, I, I mean it's okay, man. It's got a bit, a little bit of uh, a few hits, you know, with Holloway Rodriguez off, uh, Abubakar Nurmagomedov off, um, Kutatilatsa match, for example. It got some hits, but I still, I still think it's a decent card. You know, it's yeah. kind of late. Actually, it's pay per view time. I don't know why they do that, but. <laughs> It's um, yeah, it's a decent card. You know, you got the comeback for for Misha Tate on the card. I mean, that will that will uh, uh, get some eyeballs. You know, there are some decent fights on this card. There are also some fights that's like, hmm, you know. But we watch them. We watch them. Yeah, you know, I I mean, yeah, we're gonna watch it. So unless my uh, my daughter's born at the same day and then I have to I'll be there. But I'll still be watching on my phone actually. Then <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> That's the honest truth. There she is. Wait, wait, wait. Here's maybe the finish. Wait. I know. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I know. No, 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 I wouldn't be like that, but uh, that's hilarious. I know, right? Like, there's going to be some spinning wheel kick or something that I got to see. Yeah. Something crazy like Gary Rodriguez and uh, Zombie. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so 11 fights in this card. Yeah, a couple fights like just fizzled the last second. So I guess Deron Wynn got hurt. Kutatsa Lodzik got hurt. Um, what about Albezi? What happened to that fight, Marcel? The last second, what happened to that? Uh, Albezi got hurt as well, I think. And Ode Osborne got rebooked for the Houston card against Manonka. That's right. Kate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember that now. Okay. Yeah, because the betting lines were still on best fight odds. And I'm thinking to myself, like, these fights were canceled, weren't they? And Tapology was a little bit slower update. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about these fights. We can start with this one, Marcel. Heavyweights. Rodrigo Nascimento against Alan Bado and the betting odds. And I should mention, um, yesterday I one of the comments, Daniel Edwards was like, there's a lot of uh, big favorites in this car. I hadn't looked at the odds yet at that point. Um, because I like to do my research, then kind of look at them and kind of compare them to like what I had and what I think they should have been. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, it is what it is, man. Um, you know, there are some big favorites on this car, and I think a lot of them do probably win, but there are a couple sneaky underdogs that I'm looking forward to talking about with you. Um, is it in this fight? I'm not sure, but we do have two heavyweights here, Nascimento and Bado. And like I said, Nascimento, my, um, minus 345 here, so a big favorite. Bado, plus 285. Give me a breakdown of this fight, man. Yeah, let's start with uh, Alain Bado. Bado got uh, in the UFC on short notice, fighting Tom Aspinall, and got absolutely wrecked in that fight. Um, and he normally actually fights at light heavyweight as well. So he stays at heavyweight here in the UFC. Now fighting Rodrigo Nascimento, and also gotta gotta say like that that Todd Stark fight he got via this DQ. There was something fishy with that man. There wasn't that you pro- you probably know better than me. It was in a TKO organization. Yes, it was in uh, in Quebec here in Canada. Um, yeah. 
That's why, you know, it's, I don't know if it was here. Like, I, I almost called Cyril Gunn the French-Canadian. I think it was here, like, mm-hmm. last week. By accident, just because he fought for TKO, he's, he's French, though. But, uh, yeah, it is. Anyways, continue. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, no then we got uh, Rodrigo Nascimento. Really good man against Martinak on the contender series, man. And I was mm-hmm. very high on him. Mm-hmm. Then he uh, stopped Dante Mace uh, via rear naked choke. And then he fought Dawkins. And I think in the Dawkins fight, he was a, he was a favorite in that fight, you know? And... I actually expected him to win as well, but Darkest Man, within a minute, he, he stopped him, you know, very impressive. And uh, that was actually the moment where I was like, yeah, this Chris Darkest dude, I saw him, I saw him in the regional scene as well, but I was like, this dude can do some uh, some heavy stuff, you know, in the UFC. Um, I think Nashimanto is still more a complete fighter than Bordeaux, to be really honest, man. I don't know if you agree with me, but I would definitely favor Nashimanto in this fight. I think uh, Bordeaux. Uh, is better off if he's if he's going to light heavyweight back. I think I think Nashimanto will probably finish him and going with a rear naked choke finish in the first round. Yeah, I mean he's a big favorite for a reason. His ground game definitely is going to be dominant if he gets it there in the ground. Um, uh, he should be able to get it there. He looks in good shape too. He's training ATT. It looks like he's in really good shape for this fight. I, I'm interested to see like what he weighs in at because he looks like he leaned down a little bit to me. But I, I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what he weighs in at as a heavyweight. He doesn't weigh in at 265, obviously, but though I don't think does either. I gotta be honest, guys. I'm not too impressed with Bedo at all. Like, I I'm not impressed at all. To be honest with you, Marcel, there's a fight with Todd. The fight with Todd Stout. They got him into yeah. um, the UFC, dude. He actually lost that fight. He got smashed in that fight. But the resolve yeah. of the fight was overturned because Todd Stout had smoked weed. And yeah, that's what over- yeah, It's so stupid, right? They overturned yeah. it to a, to a no contest because he smoked weed. Beyond stupid, Todd actually Stout in a win. They overturn it in a win. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, isn't it? Nuts. So it's yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and um, I don't agree with that at all. So he's actually on two fight uh, losing skin. He really is. Here, here's the thing. He has a little bit of power. He trains with Cyril Gone. He trains obviously with Gone, so that's a good thing. He's training at Fight Fact, uh, whatever it's called, MMA Factory. Um, so that's obviously a plus, and I guess that's why he's in the UFC. But to me, guys, he doesn't seem like he's a UFC caliber fighter. I gotta be honest with you. He does have some power. Nascimento does not have the greatest striking defense. He doesn't move his head that much, and I'm a little bit worried he could get clipped by someone, but I don't know if it's going to be this guy. So pretty sure Nascimento gets him down and subs this guy, man. That's kind of what, the way I'm looking at it, Marcel. I, I think we both kind of agree with that. Um, let's kind of take a look what that is. That's plus money, plus 130. Um, yeah, I mean, you can also ground and pound him too, uh, like Tom Aspinall did. That's what Aspinall did in his last fight. But like I said, there's just a slight threat of Bedo knocking this guy out because I don't think he does have the best chin. I am worried about this guy, but I don't think Bedo is going to be the guy who puts him out. So pretty sure Nascimento knocks, uh, knocks him, finishes him, excuse me. Okay, uh, Francisco Figueredo, Malcolm Gordon, Marcel. All right. <laughs> Got to talk about this guy for a second. So I'll just set up the odds. Minus 300 for Figueredo, Malcolm Gordon plus 250. So I've seen Malcolm Gordon fight a couple times, Marcel. Um, and going through his uh, topology, I saw his first fight as a pro. I was at that card, score fighting series six. And then uh, the next fight, substance cage combat, I was at that fight too. And I was also at the one against Bellator at Bellator where he fought Chris Calades in one, which was a big win for him. Um, eventually makes it to the UFC. But here's the thing. This guy has looked terrible in the UFC. He's looked terrible. He has had two tough matchups. I'll give him that. Uh, Suma Darji, I think most guys lose to him. And Albezi looks like pretty good, especially after uh, what Jalgas Zumagulov just, uh, just did. That win, you know, doesn't look as ba- or that loss doesn't look as bad now. So not the worst guys to lose to, but 
man, I, I'm watching this guy's fights again, Marcel, and you look at his record, guys. He's got four, five losses and four of them by TKO. I mean, the guy's really chinny, even in his wins, too. I'm watching some of his wins. He's getting rocked in all his wins. There's no durability here, Marcel. Um, there's no durability at all. So, yeah, I don't think he wins this fight. Uh, I'm pretty sure Figueredo uh, – sorry, Marcel, I jumped in and just broke it down first. I was going to say, like, basically, uh, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you do it. But I was going to set up and say, this guy is actually from Scarborough. He's, near, he's from my hometown. And he trains near me, but it's like it's hard for me to back this guy as an MMA fighter when I look at uh, the skills. Go ahead, Marcel, break the fight down, then I'll I'll connect. I absolutely don't mind when you do that, man. I, I like to listen to you as well. Oh, okay, so, cool. Maybe I mean, we'll just do that too a little bit. Yeah, okay. I'll talk to you yeah, about that later on. Go ahead, yeah, please. for sure. Um, yeah, Francisco Figueiredo, uh, debut in the UFC against Jerome Rivera. I still think he's kind of a little bit in the UFC because his brother uh, was the champion, but uh, I mean. The debut was okay. I think the first two rounds were good. Third round wasn't that great. Um, yeah, he, he went to Rivera, but yeah, we know all, we talked about Rivera yesterday. He's 0-4 in the UFC, so I don't know what to think about it. Uh, Malcolm Gordon, two fights in the UFC, two first-round finishes, losing. Uh, and like you said, against Albazi and against uh, Sumudarchi. He got some so, he got some solid names on his record as well, man. Like you said, he got uh, Jody Sherbatov, Jesse Bazi, uh, Chris Kaledis, for example. So he got some solid names, but it doesn't seem to click so far in the UFC for him at all. Um, I think it will be a close fight, to be really honest, man. I, I'm also not really high on Figueredo, mm -hmm. but... Uh, I got to say, I think Figueredo edges out a decision win at the end of the day. So, yeah, I'm going with Figueredo. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't put any money on this fight, to be honest. Yeah, I was just saying, it just sucks because, like, I've watched this guy grow up, like, through, throughout his, uh, like, you know, the beginning of his pro career. To see him make it to the UFC, like, I want to cheer for him Marcel as, a, as, like, a hometown guy. But mm -hmm. I just, I kind of want to fade this guy as far as picking a fight goes here. Just, it's more of a fade on him because I'm with you on Figueredo, man. I think that this guy's not as great as... Maybe we kind of thought he was. Um, I don't think anyone thought he was amazing. Like, there's a reason he took so long to get to the UFC. Uh, they weren't the matchmakers weren't high, that high on him, obviously. Um, but you know, the, the Jerome Vera win doesn't look as good now. Obviously, the way the other guys have finished Jerome Rivera, and he didn't finish him. He had kind of a tough fight with him. So, you know, I think the line is, you know, it's maybe a little bit high just because Figueroa is not the greatest and. Gordon is a decent grappler. I mean, he definitely got some submission skills, no doubt about it. But the problem is the durability for me, Marcel. So I'm worried about the chin. I, I could see Figueroa potentially finishing this fight by knockout. Um, that's only plus 150. Yeah, the, that's actually kind of like what the uh, – looks like the sports books are kind of thinking. You thinking uh, he finishes him here, Marcel? I have a decision, man. Decision, sorry. Yeah, that's what you said. You think it's going to be a little bit closer, I guess, than me. For me, it's it's more of a fade on Gordon than anything, Marcel, honestly. It's not that I'm high on Figueroa, guys. It's, it's more of a fate on Gordon, even though I hate to say it because he is a hometown guy. Um, All right, this next fight, 135, Anderson Dos Santos against Miles Johns. Um, the odds for this one, Marcel, minus 170, betting favorite, Miles Johns, plus 150, Anderson Dos Santos, the underdog. And uh, I got to give my shout-out to my boy, Cole Shelton. I don't, I don't know if he's in the chat, but uh, he interviewed uh, Miles Johns, and he interviewed, I believe, Billy Quarantillo and Tiago Moises as well, as well as Max Grover. You want to give him a shout-out because – uh, if you guys want to hear some more insight to like these fights, it's always good to listen to the fighters as well. You know what I mean? So I love listening to the interviews. Anyways, Marcel, um, Miles Johns and Anderson Rosantos, give me your thoughts on this fight, man. 
One more thing about Cole. I Cole, you didn't hit me up anymore after the Euro finals, man. You did before, but for some reason you didn't. I don't know why, but <laughs> um, yeah, the thing is, uh, by the way, I think it's great, man, that you, when you have a hometown guy and you, obviously you hope uh, he does well, but if you if you don't uh, believe he will, you you should be just be just be able to say it. You know what I mean? You just be able to to be real. And I, I actually appreciate that about you. I know many people is like it's a hometown guy. I'm going with him. Blah blah blah. I'm just real. That's okay, man. I mean I respect that. Um, Anderson DeSantos against Miles Johns. Yeah, Anderson DeSantos um, had a rough start in the UFC, I think, against Narimani and Ewell, but. He looked good against Martin Day in the fight. He really had to look good in, and he did. Um, if you could, if you look at Miles Jones, I've been high on Miles Jones for such a long time, man. I think he's a, such a good fighter in LFA. Uh, he, he was good. He, he was actually the champion there, I think. Um, contender Series, he won against Richie Santiago in the fight that he sh should win against Santiago. Uh, Cole Smith split decision. I know that was very uh, controversial because many people thought Smith had two rounds. Uh, I think it was a 50-50 fight. He looked nasty, man. His la that last fight was nasty in the uppercut win, a KO against uh, Kevin Atividad. Um, we all know he lost to Batista in the fight. I picked him to win. So, um, overall, I'm just high, still high on Miles Jones, man. I think he's a good fighter. I think uh, he has he has still a learning curve as well, but he's a good fighter and he's talented, you know. Uh, Anderson De Santos looked good in his last fight, uh, was competitive in his other fights, I think, but I still think Miles Jones will get this win here. I, I would favor Miles Jones by a decision win here. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you a little bit. Um, I just think you know what, like. I it's definitely a competitive fight. I think the odds, I think the odds are, are accurate for this fight. Just slight lean towards Jones. Because I do think he should have overall the wrestling advantage. And you know what? Like the guy does have some good wins, man. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like he's got Adrian Yanez. Like that's a great win to have. And the mm -hmm. last one was very impressive too. But I don't know. Like, I mean, the Cole Smith fight's the one that kind of makes me scratch my head. The fight with uh, Cole Shelton's uh, cousin, uh, Marcel. Um, that fight kind of yeah. makes me scratch my head because he really kind of struggled to put that guy away. You know what I mean? And then gets knocked out by Batista beats. Natty Vidad, who's, I don't know if that guy's UFC caliber, right? So I kind of wonder a little bit, like, is he as good as maybe he looked in the last fight? But the thing is, the Dos Santos, for me, it's one of the thing is, um, you know, he's a pretty good grappler and everything, Marcel. There's no doubt about it. He can submit you and everything. But he does have a lot of losses, man. And he is very beatable, I think. I think he is a guy that lacks durability. And he's a guy that does um, fold a little bit under the pressure. So I just don't trust him. He did have a nice win in the last fight. There's a chance, outside chance of a sub, but you know, one of the things I look at here is the um, the nine year age gap. I mean, that's a pretty big age gap. This guy's 35 years old at 135. We know those guys kind of slow down. Marcel at 135, the older they get. Miles John, nine years younger. I, I, that's something I look at, guys, and I have to be like, okay, that's that's going to make me ultimately win. Uh, John's his way, and what I, I think should be a pretty competitive grappling battle. Be, it'd be nice to see a finish in this fight, though. I think the winner, if they get a finish, they could get someone that's like, you know, just outside the top 15. So the winner could make a statement here. Um, but overall, I mean, it's probably going to be a grappling match, Marcel. So any more thoughts on that, Marcel? No, no, I uh, I agree with you, man. All right, cool. All right, go to the next fight here, guys. Um, it is Khalid Taha and Sergey Morozov at 135 as well, Marcel. Right now, we got Khalid Taha minus 160, Morozov plus 140. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, man, Khalid Taha uh, had that crazy fight with Hayoni Barcelos last time. Uh, I think got fired in the night. Mm -hmm. 
before that, uh, actually defeat Bruno Silva, but uh, got overturned in the no contest. I went against Boston Salmon, uh, which, man, I was so super high on Boston Salmon, man, but for some reason didn't happen in the UFC and got cut after two or three fights. Uh, lost his debut against Narimani. Uh, I really like Morozov, man. I know he didn't look good in his debut in the UFC, but he fought Umar Nurmagomedov, and Umar Nurmagomedov would do the same to many of these bantamweights, I think. Um, Morozov, I, I, I like him, man. He was a champion in M1. Doesn't say a lot, actually, because we also saw some uh, some fighters coming from M1 who were champions. I didn't uh, couldn't cut in the UFC, so um, it's kind of a I don't know, man. Taha can do it, but man, I'm backing Morozov in this one, man. I think Morozov can do it. Um, I'm actually going with a finish here. I'm going with a second round TKO for uh, Sergey Morozov in this one. Yeah, this should be a pretty good fight, man. I definitely think it's competitive. Yeah. Um, I think Taha should be favored a little bit. I mean, he does have a little bit more experience. Yes, he looked. Pretty impressive in some of the fights. Obviously, the one was overturned, but he's a little bit younger too, Marcel. Um, the thing is, like Morozov, yeah, he, he did look pretty good in those wins. And I will say, man, his ground and pound. Like, if he gets on top in this fight, he could put Taha wave. Like, if Taha gasses, because Taha's one of those guys that does have like a lot of muscle. If he gasses Marcel, Morozov gets mm -hmm. on top. That could be bad for him. But I don't know. I think I think Taha's a little bit just stronger and tougher and more proven to me in the UFC. So. I'm going to go with him a little bit, lean towards his way. But uh, like I said, man, if he gasses out, Morozov could definitely get on top, finish him, ground and pound. Um, the thing is, I just questioned some of the wins that he had, you know, like the win over to Josh Reddinghouse. Like, is that really a great win? I don't know. Like at this point, some of the other guys not so great. So we'll see. But I just think Taha has looked a little better. Like that Bruno Silva fight, right? That looks pretty impressive now after what Bruno Silva has been doing. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. It is a women's... Uh, strawweight belt, Marcel, between Amanda Limos and Montserrat Ruiz, um, Montserrat Canejo, whatever you want to call her. And, man, the, the odds are pretty hefty for this one. Minus 500 for Amanda uh, Limos here, Marcel, and plus 400 for Montserrat Canejo, the bunny. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do it first, yeah, on this one. You know, guys, like, I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like it's – I'll let you get your thoughts this time, Marcel. I think the I think that line's accurate. I mean, Mimos looked amazing her last fight, just absolutely destroyed Lavina Souza. She looks massive for this weight division. Um, definitely found her weight right weight class. She's just a devastating finisher, I think. Um, you know, the the fight with Inuit does give me a little bit of pause because that was kind of a close fight where she's getting clinched against the fence. Obviously, that's what Ruiz is going to want to do. But I look at the size advantage in this fight. I think it's like a four inch height advantage, um, four inch reach advantage for Mimos. I know she's a little bit older, guys, and everything, and, and you know, you know, you're you're looking at it thinking like maybe this girl is uh, she's a little bit old and she's fighting at a weight class where the younger fighters usually do better. But I honestly think she's in her prime right now, Marcel. You know, ever since she made her comeback after that, I think it was a drug suspension, whatever it was. Whenever she came back from, she's looked really good since then. Yeah. And I think Marcel, the line's pretty accurate in this fight, guys. I mean, Ruiz. You know, I just like she that move she does is like the the scarf or scarf uh, hold move. Like it's definitely uh, effective for her guys, but I just don't think against this level of fighter like Lemos, I don't think it's going to work. So I like Lemos here, Marcel. I think Lemos could finish this fight even as well, um, based on the way she looked in her last fight. So wow, Lemos by knockouts plus one seventy five. 
I mean, Monster Ride's really tough, but I don't know if she can make it the distance, guys. I'll be honest with you. What are you thinking of this one, Marcel? You, you agree with me? It's uh, kind of a, a – should be a wash here, or what do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah, we saw Mo Montserrat, or how many people call her Montserrat. That's <laughs> very funny, actually, uh, against uh, Shea Base, which was a, uh, a really not a great fight. Actually, the, the post-fight antics were uh, more entertaining than the actual fight. Um, so before that, she was an Invicta, right? She, she got a big win against Janaisa Morandin, I think. Uh, lost to Danielle Taylor. Um, yeah, I'm high on Lamos to be really honest. When I when I came when she came in the UFC, she came a bantamweight like you said, and she lost to Leslie Smith. I was like, wow, okay, cool, um, odd, but uh, not really that great. And then she came back at straw weight, like 20 pounds lighter. And since then, she looks amazing. I think, like you said, the Inoue fight was kind of uh, was maybe kind of worrying, but. I think she should win against Ruiz, man, to be really honest, man. So, yeah, I, I'm with Lamos as well. I think Lamos might get, get a finish here, man. Um, I would say a TKO win in the second round via ground and pound. Yeah, I, I honestly think that's there's a pretty good chance of that happening here. Daniel says, puzzling matchup must be availability <laughs> issue of getting Lamos a matchup. Yeah, again, she's 34, guys, so she's got to just get take fights at this point. And, you know, Ruiz is pretty tough. I mean, she looked good in the last fight. I just... I just think Baze is not that good. I think that's what it was more saying in that last fight, Marcel. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Dan Rodriguez against Preston Parsons at welterweight. Abubakar uh, Nurmagomedov obviously was supposed to fight Rodriguez here, but uh, you got Parsons stepping on short notice. And the line for this one has D-Rod minus 270 plus 230 for Preston Parsons. I'll break it down first in this one too, Marcel. So I honestly never heard of this guy before like last week. Um, I had seen, I guess, his fight with Ignacio Bahamondes earlier um, when I was taped sending that guy for, for when he fought Gadesi, um, I guess. But I, I just didn't remember it, right? So I'm watching this guy. He also fought Mike Perry earlier in his career. So, you know, you look at his record, it's like not the greatest because it's only, what is he, 9-2, which is decent. But he's got the two losses to uh, uh, Valdir, Arujo, and Titan, and then Mike Perry knocked him out. But honestly, like, he's not a terrible fighter, man. He's not bad. Like, he's... He's a good grappler, guys. Like, he's actually a decent grappler. I got to be honest with you. So, uh, good submission skills. Um, he's coming off four straight wins. I, I, and he looked impressive in those wins. Um, I Obviously, he was not fighting great competition. So, that, that's, you know, something to keep him forward. But I, I think looking ahead, this is a guy to keep your, your eye out on because he does have a really good ground game, good grappling, decent cardio. Um, again, not not a great fighter, Marcel. I'm not saying he's going to be a future world champion with this guy here, guys. But I think Preston Parsons isn't too bad. I just don't like this matchup at all for him. I think it's a terrible matchup because I just think Daniel Rodriguez is a guy that, man, I, I really like him. You know, he is a little bit older, guys, at welterweight, 34 years old. But, you know, there's a lot to like about D-Rod. He has, like, a, a significant striking rate of, like, uh, it's like seven uh, significant strikes per minute. It's like one of the higher rates for a guy with that much of a uh, sample size. He's got like five or six fights now. And he's well-rounded, right? Like he looked amazing in the last fight against Mike Perry. The Dolby fight, you really could have given him the win in that fight. Right, Grant knocked him out. He could be on right now. Had he not uh, lost that decision to Dolby, he'd be like on a 12-fight win streak. So I think this guy's a dark horse contender. I'm not saying he's going to win the belt either. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, D-Rod. But I think he's a guy that... You know, I'd like to see him get some top 50 matchups. I expect him to win this fight. I think the line is giving Parsons the respect he deserves as a decent fighter, but I actually think D-Rod should be a bigger favorite here. So 
there's probably value on D-Rod. I actually think, Marcel, so give me your thoughts on this fight, man. Give me your thoughts on Parsons. Have you heard of this guy before uh, the fight announcement? Or I saw Sean Bitter on uh, Twitter saying, like, uh, I, I, I wrote about him uh, earlier this year that the UFC should take him. So, Sean Bitter, he knows the set, you know. <laughs> um, I had to laugh about a tweet from somebody. They say, Preston Parsons, um, uh, question mark. Uh, Parker Porter be like, you're taking everything I work for, motherfucker. <laughs> so very funny to me, PP boy. Um, so Preston Parsons, yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about the guy as well. Um, I also see his record. Um, he got a win over Ignacio Bahamandes as well, uh, submission win in the first round. That, that, that looks good on, on his record, I think. And he has, most of his fights he fought were, were against guys with a positive record. You know what I mean? So that, that's also always a, a good thing to have because also many fighters, when you see getting the UFC with a, like a four and one or five and one record and like four out of five fighters have a negative record. So this is actually good to see. Uh, if you look at Daniel Rodriguez, like you said, pretty much, man, could have been undefeated in the UFC. Was only one one time really in trouble was against Dry Grant early in the fight, but uh, he overcame adversity and um, stopped Dry Grant like a minute later, I think. So um, yeah, I mean, Daniel Rodriguez looks good so far in the UFC. I have no, I mean, I I, I can't pick Parsons here, man. So I'm I'm picking Daniel Rodriguez as well. Um, I'm going with the decision win again. You're on mute. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I think he might get a finish in this fight just because I think that, you know, the Mike Perry fight, yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, this guy, I think if he gets overwhelmed against the fence, he could get, like, finished with a swarm of punches kind of thing. I could see that happening. I, also, I'm not sure if he was training for a fight. I'm not sure the condition he's in. Hopefully, he makes weight. Um, hey, Manny, he says, Lemos uh, is Carlos suspect. Yeah, that's another worry in that fight. I just think the size difference, man. You know, if they had a 105 division, that Monster Ruiz would do really well in. Pavlo said, I told you guys about Burns. Good call, man. Actually, Marcel also had Burns. So you told me about her, about him, excuse me. Um, yeah, bad call. <laughs> bad read by, by me on Wonderboy in that fight, but it is what it is. All right, let's go to this fight here. The Lee Quarantillo against Gabriel Benitez at 145. The odds for this one. Uh, right now, Gabriel Benitez minus 170, Billy Quarantillo plus 150. I just want to mention something quickly. My boy JHK uh, interviewed Billy Q. Uh, great interview. And uh, one of the things he mentioned was he had had um, eye surgery and no, he no longer wears contacts. So the thing is, if you have contacts, if you have to wear corrective vision, you're not supposed to wear them during your fight. So during my fight, I had one fight, uh, Muay Thai smoker kickboxing match. James Lynch was there for that fight. I got hit really hard and my contact fell out. Um, I managed to find it and put it back in and I kept fighting. Um, you know, lucky enough, I could do that. But he's talking about how he hasn't worn them, in, or he was in wearing them in his fights, but they get knocked out all the time. So he finally had the correct vision. He has 20-20 vision now. I just want to mention that because, I mean, that's got to make a difference, guys. You know, like that's got to be huge for this guy. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this fight, Marcel, and then I'll give my thoughts on Billy Q versus Benitez. Yeah, man, Billy Q, you know, I like the guy a lot. And I think uh, he, uh, uh, when he came in the Ultimate Fighter, uh, he was kind of uh, not really uh, that experienced yet. You know, he lost to Saul Rogers, which was – in my opinion, the best fighter on that season at that moment, you know, but uh, he, he, he screwed himself with the, with the vice application or whatever. Um, that, then worked his way back up, got the Dana White contender series shot, uh, stopped Camuela Kirk, who is also in the UFC now. Um, got contract, Kilburn, man, one of the most dominant fights I saw in 2019, man, that Jacob Kilburn fight from Billy Q. Looked really good in that one. 
the Spike Carlisle one was a close fight. I think um, many people didn't agree with it. I agree with it that he won 29-28. Knocked out Kyle Nelson and then Gavin Tucker. The Gavin Tucker fight was a really bad fight, I think, for Corey Taylor. I think Tucker looked really good in that fight and kind of exposed some things uh, for for Corey Taylor there. Um, if you look at Gabriel Benitez, Benitez is up and down in the division, man. He pretty much uh, defeats the guys he should defeat and he lose, loses to the guys I expected to lose to. You know what I mean? Uh, for example, he won against James, which I pretty much expected. And losing to Omar Morales and Yusuf, I had that as well. You know, so. The thing here is, um, yeah, it's kind of difficult. It's kind of 50-50 for me, but uh, I kind of favor Billy Carantillo. I think he can do it. I think he can uh, etch out a unanimous decision. So uh, this is my underdog pick here. I'm going with Billy Q. You know what, Marcel? I got to be honest with you, man. I'm glad you said that because, you know what? I actually think he can win this fight too. It's not because of the, just fixing his vision. I just think overall – he is like just a better fighter. I think it's a close fight. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it probably goes the distance, but I think this guy definitely wins the third round, Corintillo. So it comes down mm -hmm. to can he survive that early onslaught from Benitez, who, by the way, can this guy even make weight? He did miss weight in his last fight with JSP. By the way, JSP, he got he didn't take the fight. He said, no, I don't want to take the fight. Benitez got booked before him. It's almost like they punished um, Jonathan uh, St. Pierce or whatever because uh, he didn't take the fight, Marcel. It's like they were like, all right, you're going to sit in the shelf for a while now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he should have taken that fight, I feel like, guys. It probably, I think, hurt his reputation with the matchmakers, that guy. But anyways, Benitez, that's a guy that I'm going to look at the scale on Friday and see, like, you know, first off, does he make weight? And second, was it a tough guy? I mean, I definitely think you're going to see the, the hoop brought in for this guy. I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, Benitez could win in the first round by knockout or something. But I think otherwise, Corntill can out-tough him here. I think Corntill is a decent... Uh, dog pick too on this card that has a lot of favorites. So, Marcel, I, I'm I'm glad you picked him, man. I mean, me and Marcel, we don't talk about these fights beforehand, guys. I have no <laughs> idea what he's picking. I mean, that's awesome. Like, that's good to hear. So, feel so I feel decent about it. I feel better about it now that my boy Marcel agrees with me. So, uh, Billy Q, guys, for the upset in this fight. Um, you think decision, Marcel? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, I had decision. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, cool. All right, let's go to this next fight here. I want to get your thoughts on this fight. This is kind of an interesting matchup, a little bit. Um. Rodolfo Vieira against uh, Dustin Stolzfist, Marcel. Can I and go back to this the, one? Excuse me? Can I go back to the, to the last one? Oh, fight sorry. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. About that uh, Jonathan Pierce uh, that he yeah, did yeah, in the fight. Um, for, for example, I ask fighters sometimes, like, uh, uh, imagine your opponent uh, doesn't make weight. It's like three or four pounds over. Do you take the fight? And the most fighters are saying like, yeah, of course. I, I, honestly, I don't really care. They say it's like it's an extra paycheck for me because I got 30 percent or 35, 40 percent of their purse. So it's bad on them. Uh, you know that that's what they, what most guys say to me. And of course, they are upset about it because you can you can get a certain advantage of it if you don't cut the weight that the other fighter have have cut. You know what I mean? So and it can also be a disadvantage, obviously, if you if you keep trying to get to that weight. But uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Some some fighters really don't care, but obviously Pierce did. So yeah, yeah, I'm saying it's comment for Manny. Yeah, Dilly did open as a slight favorite. I think Baron Line usually does open the these fights these days, like 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 normal fights. And the big fights are open by some of the bigger books and stuff. But um, I feel like when they get when I see them on best fight odds, though, it's like they get sometimes these fights get hammered quickly, and then the books all change right away. So. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think that it's a close fight, but I do think just overall he's more well-rounded guy. Anyways, 
Um, this fight, Marcel, middleweight division. We got Dustin Soltis and Rodolfo Vieira. So the, the odds for this one, Marcel, Rodolfo Vieira minus 225. He's coming off that loss in his last fight against Anthony Hernandez. I got to be honest, guys, I did not see that one coming. That was when there were surprising performances of the year, especially seeing Fluffy win by submission. I was like, Fluffy! I was freaking out when that happened, man. I couldn't believe it. Even though I picked up Vieira that night, it wasn't good for me, like, financially. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome to watch. Um, but I was going to say, yeah, I mean, uh, he's coming in this fight as a big He's inside favorite, moderate favorite. And then Dustin Solstice, plus 185. What do you think of this matchup, though, Marcel? I mean, we saw the guy exposed a little bit with the cardio and stuff. So what do you think? Is Stolfus uh, the guy to take advantage of that? Or what do you think about this one? The thing is, Rodolfo Vieira is very, uh, how do you say, it's very dangerous, definitely in the first round, like you said. If you look at his fights against uh, against Pihota, which was the second round, but against his fight against Safarov, you saw Safarov tag him a few times, you know, and... He got the submission, but he got tagged. And Anthony Hernandez lasted till the second round, and Anthony Hernandez uh, wasn't gassed, and Rodolfo was, and he, he got finished. So the thing with Stoltzfus is, do I think Stoltzfus is, is that great? He's good, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if he can hang with Rodolfo Vieira on the ground. You know what I mean? I, I know he, he has some some neat submissions on his on his record. He got actually got a win by Twister submission. So yeah. Uh, can he match uh, Vieira on the ground? I don't know. Maybe in the later rounds, but we'll go to the later rounds. That's the thing, you know. And I think that Vieira knows what he has to do right now. He knows that he has to get a win. And actually, uh, I don't want to say the UFC gives him here an easy opponent because that's definitely not true. But they could have gave him uh, a guy which is more um, seasoned than the UFC. Yeah, but they, they didn't. You know, they gave him a Stoltzfus who was. Oh, and one in the UFC with a win in the contender series. So for me, it's like I think Vieira, and I think he gets a submission in the first round. If he doesn't get that submission in the first or early second round, he can be in trouble, you know. But I'm going with Vieira in this one. In the comments, Masio says under 1.5 rounds. Deer Dancer says it'll be a rolling chess match. I agree with that. I mean, for the first round, anyways. Masio, I think if you like Vieira, I think the under is definitely a decent play because mm -hmm. I think if he wins, it's going to be in the first round most likely or like the early part of the second because he doesn't have that much cardio as we saw. I mean, it was kind of weird. Like, it's almost like he had like this uh, adrenaline dump and he just like completely froze. It was weird. Like, his, he got stiff. His whole body froze up. Like, and but yeah, he got exposed to the fight, man. He really did. His striking defense, everything um, past that. If you get past that initial onslaught, but it's like, can Stoltzfus do that? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Um, He's a decent fighter. He's not bad. I, I saw the fight with the Twister. That was really slick. No doubt about it. He's a good grappler, Marcel. The fucking tender series, the guy, I think he broke his arm when he was slamming him to the mat during a takedown. It was a mm. good slam, but I mean, it was kind of a freak accident. He still looked decent, though. Um, He does have a little bit of a reach advantage. I noticed he was training, I believe, with uh, Sean Strickland and those guys, so that's kind of cool. I mean, listen, if if he can't get, if he can survive the first round, I think he can win this fight by decision. Um. But he could get finished. It's kind of an for me. I'm a little iffy on Vieira right now because of that last fight. But I was super high on him before that, so I'm not like I'm not completely off the bandwagon. I'm still going to pick him. I'm just mm -hmm. saying there's risk with the cardio dump again. I, I don't trust this guy's cardio. Deirdre says the decision where either fighter. I got to be honest. I'd be surprised if um, <laughs> I'd be surprised if Vieira did. I mean, you never know. It's MMA, so I mean anything could happen. But. I think if anything, Stoltzfus by decision or Vieira by first yeah. submission. If if you feel you go with a decision, bet on Stoltzfus, I guess. That's what I was. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking too. So I think Stoltzfus mm -hmm. is kind of a live dog, but I don't like. I don't love him there. Um, Dan Weber says they better have electrolytes on my my boy Rodolfo's fight. 
yeah. I don't know what happened. It was one of those weird, like, kind of adrenaline dumps. Like, it, it happens, you know. I he just kept. He was looking good. He just couldn't get that sub. He couldn't do it, and then he got subbed. It was pretty nuts, man. I mean, that was the fact that Hernandez won was surprising or so. But the fact he choked out like a, ble- a high level BJJ black belt. Was yeah. So Absolutely. I mean, Stoltzfus, like, man, he's good in the ground too, though, guys. He's no mm-hmm. slouch in the ground. If he can survive that initial onslaught, it's possible he can win. So I think the line's accurate. Two to one favorite. It, four to one, I think he was last time out. <laughs> that was a little bit too high. All right, how about this fight? Matthias Gamrot versus Jeremy Stevens in the lightweight division. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, guys, please, I hope no, uh, Jeremy Stevens doesn't push this guy at the weigh-ins and we get a canceled fight. Um, let me just get uh, Sweet Science's comment the last one. The BJJ guys don't have the cardio stand throw different cardio. I agree completely with that. No doubt about it, man. I agree completely. And like you said, uh, he just burned out after that initial takedown and, and choke attempt. Burned completely out and, and just didn't have it. So Stevens and Gamrot here, Marcel in the lightweight division. Like I said, I hope that the fight does not get canceled because Stevens is a bonehead at the weigh-ins. Anyways, Martinez Gamrot, minus 220, favorites. Plus 180 on Jeremy Stevens. Great fight, Marcel. What are your thoughts on this one? If it happens, please don't do anything away. Hey, man. I think if uh, Stevens pushes him during the weigh-ins, I think uh, Stevens going to run for his life. Um, uh, Gamrot. I'm super high on the guy, man. Dude is an amazing fighter. He's good on the ground. He's good stand-up. He came from KSW, was a two-time champ over there. Debut against Kutate Lutz, split decision loss. Was a very close fight. Could have gone his way as well. Uh, Holtzman, he knocked Holtzman out, man. He knocked him out in the second round. And Holtzman is not an easy guy to get a, to put away. And uh, he, he did. Uh, Stevens, yeah, last uh, Stevens win was against Josh Emin in 2018. After that, five fights, four losses, one no contest. Against very good competition, have to say that, of course. But uh, yeah, man, I think Stevens will get smashed in this fight. To be really honest, man, I think the, this is the UFC's punishment for uh, for Stevens for uh, uh, pushing close and uh, make that fight uh, getting cancelled. So uh, I'm taking Gamrot here any day, and I think he finishes him in the first round. Wow, there you go, Gamrot by finish. Man, I mean, I love Gamrot. I really got to be honest. I love this guy, and he honestly could be such a huge win streak had he got that split decision over Kutatuladze, which again. It was such a close fight. Great fight. Could have been a draw even. Like, it was such a close fight. Great mm-hmm. fight. And both these guys are awesome. What are you going to say? Yeah, I fully agree with yeah, you. Yeah, it could have been, like, a draw. I mean, it was that close, you know? The guy's awesome, man. He's a really well-rounded guy. And, and we knew his ground game was good, but seeing him get that knockout, Marcel, over uh, a pretty durable guy in Holtzman was really nice to see. Stevens is a guy that um, has kind of been bouncing weight classes now. He's had, had a bun- bunch of fights that fall out the last second. I mean, he looks in good shape in, in his pictures and everything. So I'm not saying he's going to be in good shape for the fight. He's going to be ready to go. Jeremy's going to be there for 15 minutes. But I, I don't know. I mean, Gamar, I you know, I think he wins. Marcel, I'm just saying I think that Stevens can maybe hang in there. So um, Masio's saying uh, over 1.5 possible. UFC resigned. Yeah, I was talking to you for the Stevens fight for their punishment. Yeah, I think he's getting punished too. I like Gamar here. I got to be honest, guys. I think the line could be higher. Don't you think, Marcel? It's only 2-1. to one. I think it would be like 3-1. to one. Um, like I said, man, uh, I mean, I only have one word for this fight, smash. And that's what right. I think. Yeah. That's, that's not even being trying to be disrespectful, but that's really what I think. I think Gambit absolutely smashes Jeremy Stevens in this fight. I mean, I, I'd love to see it. I, I think definitely he's a guy that's in play for like a performance of the night bonus for sure. This guy's very talented. I, I'd love to see the uh, this. I love this fight. I hope it happens, like I said. All right, Misha Tate versus Mary Reno, co-main event here. Misha Tate, first fight, Marcel, five years. She has not fought since uh, Raquel Pennington lost, which, um, yeah, it was surprising at the time, but obviously had no motivation at all. 
um, got smashed by Nunes before that. But before that, I had that win over Holly Holm, unbelievable. And I had not watched that fight since that night, honestly. And I went mm-hmm. back and watched it like the other day. I was like, damn, what is what a comeback, eh? Like it was unbelievable. So yeah, she comes in here, Marcel. Even though the five year layoff, she's coming here as as a minus one thirty five favorite. Mary Reno plus one one fifteen underdog. So a um, few notes: Renault, she's retiring after this fight. She's the oldest fighter in the UFC, guys. She's forty four years old, oldest fighter in the UFC. She's like two weeks older than Olenek, who just turned forty four as well. So her last fight, um, she's on a four fight losing skid, but super tough. Hung in there with Macy Chase on her last fight. Um, the line's very close, but Misha Tate is the favorite despite the layoff, despite the losing skid. Uh, man, Marcel, give me your thoughts on this fight, man. What do you think here? It's kind of a, a little bit of a head-scratcher because of the layoff, but you know, Misha Tate, I guess, should have the advantage. What do you think, man? I mean, man, how crazy is it that uh, uh, that Marion Renault is 10 years older than Misha Tate, but Misha Tate has been out for five years. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, you know? Um yeah, Marion Renault, uh, four fight losing skill, like you said. I, I honestly think that she won the fight against Kunitskaya. That's what I think, but that's just my opinion. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter as just one vote <laughs> for everybody. So, um, yeah, four fight losing streak, uh, skit. I mean, before that, uh, Sarah McMahon win, which was a pretty decent win. I mean, Sarah McMahon is not easy to put away and definitely not with a submission. So I was impressed by that. But it's such a long time ago, man. If you look at Tate, like you said, uh, she she had a comeback win against Holly Holm in a fight that she was definitely losing if it went to the, to the scorecards. Uh, the Amanda Nunes fight, she got completely dominated in that fight. Uh, and the Raquel Pennington fight, like you said, she she didn't look like she she still was there. And uh, she, she she stopped after that. She pretty much retired, got two kids, um, and then now she's back. The thing is, you know, Tate is still younger than Renault, and I think Tate has worked on, on, on her MMA game, you know? I, I definitely know be, uh, she was in the gym already before when the fight got announced like two months ago or two and a half months ago she was already a few months in the gym to prepare um she's back in the ufc i honestly think man that she actually wanted to fight for one championship but she still has a fight level on a ufc contract so she still has to fight in the ufc actually no disrespect to Mario Renault, but this is a perfect fight for Misha Tate to go back in the uh, to go back come back in the UFC. Renault is uh, is retiring after this fight. She's 44 years of age, uh, very respectable uh, age to stop with MMA. I mean, actually very late, and she's still in the top 15, so good for her. Um, I have to go with Tate here, man. I think Tate is a more complete fighter. Uh, if she gets it to the ground, uh, I see Tate getting a, getting maybe a finish either. But I'm not going to say that I'm going with a unanimous decision win for Misha Tate here. Matthew thinks it's going to be a submission. Sweet scientist says over is an autoplay because it's a women's fight. Um, Jose, I'll get your questions. We're just going to finish these last two fights, and then I'll take a few questions before we uh, get out of here. So um, let me give my thoughts on this fight. Yeah, I think Misha Tate, I mean – Overall, I think she's like, you know, super tough, obviously. That's her best trait, I think, just her durability and heart toughness. It's gotten her so far, and her submissions are good. Obviously, her ground game is good, grappling is good. I'm curious to see how she looks after this layoff. Her pictures, her videos, she looks in phenomenal shape, but it remains to be seen how she'll perform in the cage. Renault just had a fight, right? So she's been fighting frequently, but she's on a four fight losing skid for a reason. She's not great. And Again, the oldest fighter in the UFC, Marcel, 10 fight eight, uh, age difference. That's a big age gap, guys. So it's something I can't ignore. Um, yeah, I mean, Renault, you know, she's it, – it's possible if if Tate just it completely lost lost everything and comes back and, and just gasses out or something that uh, Renault could come back because she's got good cardio and, and she's shown that with some of the, that late finish in the, in the one fight she had with Bernardo. 
But um, overall, Marcel, I, I think Tate wins. Um, does, it, does she win by stoppage or decision? I'm not sure, but I do think she probably edges it out in this fight. All right, Marcel, let's do the last fight, and we'll take some questions after. Islam Makachev, yeah. Diego Moises, the lightweight main event for UFC Vegas 13. It is a five-round lightweight bout uh, right now. Makachev, big favorite, Marcel, minus 600. Diego Moises, plus 450. What do you think, man? First of all, I want to say people should uh, should stop disrespecting Thiago Moises so much, man. It's like because you are upset that Makachev didn't get a better or higher rank opponent doesn't mean Moises sucks. You know, Moises is a good fighter. Um, on a three-fight winning streak, uh, I remember the Michael Johnson fight where we looked pretty awful in the first round. <laughs> 25 seconds later in the second round, he got the win via ankle lock. Um, wins against Bobby Green and Alexander Hernandez. Um, good wins, I think. Uh, but if you look at the guys he lost in the UFC, it's Benil Dariush, who controlled him for pretty much 15 minutes on the ground. You know, uh, against Demir Ismagulov. Ismagulov is so good, man. So underrated guy. He could also be uh, easily in the top 15 right now. Uh, Makashev. Yeah, everybody knows Makashev, man. He's been doing great in the UFC. He got one loss against Adriano Martins, which was a one-punch KO back in 2015 after that. Very good fights, definitely against uh, Tsarukian, which got fight of the night, uh, Davi Ramos, and uh, Drew Dober, he finished Drew Dober. Um, yeah, this is a fight Makashev should win. No disrespect to Moises. Um, I pick Makashev in this fight. Will he finish Moises? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, so I'm going with a decision win here for Islam Makashev, but I think it will be pretty dominant, man. Although I think Moises is a great fighter. You know, I, I tend to agree. Like, I think Moises, the line's a little too high at this point, guys. Like, Moises is decent, you know. And here's yeah. the thing. If you look at the last few fights, he was an underdog, right? He was an underdog against Fernandez, and he was an underdog against uh, Bobby Green, and he was a slight underdog against Michael Johnson, too. And he pulled those fights off, man. It looked pretty impressive, and he's improving. He's only 26 years old. He trains at American Top. There's a lot to like about this guy, man. I think he's definitely – I mean – I definitely think that Makachev should be favored. There's no doubt about it. I just think the line's a little excessive because this guy is decent. And the thing is, for me, it's more of the question of can Makachev finish him or not? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think I think maybe Moises can hang in there, Marcel. I think maybe he can go the distance maybe in this fight. I'm not sure. It's hard to say. I do expect Makachev to win, obviously, guys. I'm not going to pick against him. But I think Moises can maybe put up a tougher fight than people are expecting. I don't think he's a bum. Um, he's coming off three good wins, Marcel. <laughs> yeah, the lines the lines not giving him any respect at all. This guy Drew Dober was only like minus I think he was like what Makachev is what? Let me double check. Minus four four sixty against Dober, but now he's minus six hundred or I'm seeing minus seven fifty out there. Like that's to me that's a little surprising. Um I think it's a little bit excessive, but that's just my thoughts on it, Marcel. But overall, he should win the fight. I mean, he should he does have the grappling and you know, Moises, the fight with Benil Darius took him down a lot in that fight, Marcel. Um, and Makachev has really good takedowns and good, good, good control as well. Masio thinks a knockout, maybe it's possible. Um, but maybe he gets knocked out because Moises has shown a lot of improvements on the feet. And the one loss, Marcel, I, I you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but the fight with Adrian Martins, he did get KO'd in that fight, Marcel. Remember that you never know because this guy, Moises, is a young, improving fighter and he's mm -hmm. not getting a lot of respect from the sports books last few fights for the public, petty public, but pulling off the upset, guys. So just I think the line is just a little high. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's like a live dog, Marcel, because I'd be you know kind of surprised if he won. I'll, I'll say that, but 
I just think he's going to put up a tough – he's going to be like Moutinho. He's going to do a little better than people expect, I think. You know what I mean, Marcel? That's what I'll say. Um, any more thoughts on that? I'm going to get these questions. I'm going to take you guys' uh, comments, and then, I'll, like I said, I'll answer the questions. Moise's head hits the glass ceiling again here. Late stoppage possible. It's possible. It's five rounds. I mean, if it's three rounds, I definitely fear them over. With the five, it could be a finish, but I, I still kind of think Moises will do good. Moises showing his level as a win, aside from the Johnson sub, which was getting dominated. He looked decent. That's all. Yeah, but he's getting better, though. That's the thing. And you and that's the one thing you got to remember in MMA. Like, these young guys get better. You know what I mean? Mercy, you have to project them from fight to fight. And this guy's training ATTs, training with Dustin Poirier like, all the time. He's going to get better, you know? Mm -hmm. um, let me see if there's any more comments. Uh, Jose says he'd be more hyped for Isla and Ismagulov. Man, I can't wait to see Ismagulov back in the cage. He, he's awesome. And that would be a great fight. I think if is I'm you know I'm surprised Islam accepted this fight and, and Ali accepted the fight, Marcel. I gotta be honest with you, but he needs to take a fight and he's you he want to stay busy, which I respect, you know. Um it's a dangerous fight in a way. He is a big favorite, but he's fighting a young and improving fighter. It's a main event. Yep, it's a main event. It's it's a good opportunity. Um I think if he wins though, it's time for a top ten guy. And honestly, you know, a guy like I don't know if Rafael Sanos is available because Jose's saying uh he wants to return in the fall. That'd be a good fight, depending on if he gets through him. If it's a tough fight, he won't. But if you get through it with a quick finish, they could turn him around quick, put him on a pay-per-view or something. Mm. I don't think you are ducking Islam. The timing hasn't been by his side. You got offered Tony May, by the way, be declined. Yeah, I agree with that too. I'm not saying anyone's ducking. It's just, it's been kind of unfortunate. But I'm just saying it's time that he does fight someone because I was looking at his record today. Eight and one. Eight and one in the UFC. That's a great record. He gets Definitely nine and one. Weight. Yeah, exactly, Marcel. But yeah, I mean, Gillespie would be a good fight like Jose suggested. Yeah. But any of those guys, I think RDA is a great fight. Tony Ferguson. By the way, okay, so we'll talk. We'll do Call some. Just, pardon, Carla McGregor. Yeah, we'll do some news and stuff right now, guys. Um, <laughs> any any last second thoughts on this on this card? Or are we good? No, man. I'm, I'd say just enjoy the card, man. It's 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 a decent card. I wouldn't say it's an amazing card, but it's a very decent card with some good fights on it. So enjoy the card. Yeah, Manny says he may look for the finish um, because uh, he he needs it to kind of build his name. That, that's a good point. All right, so. And Tony said Tony's 51 and UFC passes prime, by the way. Yeah, I agree with that too. East. So we got to talk about the rating, the rankings. So right now, Conor McGregor slipped two spots from five to seven. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, Tony Ferguson's at five. Rafael Zion's at six. I think RDA should be at six. I mean, he's former champ, had good good wins in the division. But Conor's one in three at lightweight with the only win over Eddie Alvarez, who's not in the UFC, who's obviously not looking the greatest himself. Um, the thing is, Conor's lost at Poirier twice, right? So I definitely think he's top 10. I just I, I was a little surprised that Ferguson was about was above him though because even though his record's so good, you know, it's like and he's actually fifteen and two. Um he lost to Michael Johnson too, man. So he well, has two he has two losses. But still, I mean he's an amazing fighter. I'm just saying I was a little surprised, but I guess it's giving Tony's respect now that I think about it. What do you think? Right. Oh, those rankings don't make sense at all, man. They also bumped up Black or Ivanov two places. I mean, what I didn't look at the other know? divisions. Sorry, I yeah, didn't look I didn't, at anything else. <laughs> it's just weird. And 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 two got switched places. I, I, I don't know. I think Cody Stamen with uh, with uh, Kyler Phillips and another one, which was the the other way around last week. So I never get that, man. Why do you change certain divisions when there has nothing happened? For example, I mean, why does Blogger even have get bump up two spots? It doesn't make sense. And for Connor, yeah, man. I mean, I don't mind him dropping two places. And like you said, man, he hasn't won a fight at lightweight since forever. You know, since he fought Eddie Alvarez, and um, that was actually in, indeed still when Barack Obama was the president of the USA. So I mean, 
like a guy said, and that was, by the way, about that press conference, man, what the hell was happening there, man? There were like three people who had some decent questions, you know, and after that, it was a crazy thing like, should I bet on you, Connor? Uh, I love you, Connor. Um, uh, you, you, you haven't won a fight since Barack Obama, Connor. It's like really weird to me. What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys, yeah, you guys watched it. It was, it was strange. I was just like, Scratch my head wondering what these guys, how they got, you know, media assignments for that. All right, Dear Dancer says for Hook, um, he wants to see Hooker in first. And yeah, that's a good fight. My yeah, Mark my words, Aspinall's even off for September 4th in London. Mm. Yeah, that card's off, I think, August 14th. You heard about that? That card got. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's done. Yeah. So that week, so we, are, we have an off week. Do we have a week yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> we, we have a week off. Babel fans still got his work in Connor's neck. You know, my. my my daughter will probably be a few weeks old. That I'll probably need like a week week off with tape sending you guys to sleep and stuff. So it's it's welcome. Um, I'm just looking at the rankings, Marcel. Uh, my boy Elliot Tapuria just broke in the top fifteen, number fifteen. So yeah, that's nice to see. Bro, do you agree with me, future champion? I honestly think so. I said it when he got signed, man, to you. Like, this is a huge signing, actually, for yeah. the UFC. The people, listen, man, you know, knew that, I knew that, but a lot of people didn't know about him. I saw him live in Cage Warriors. He fought Brian Boulot for actually for the title. He didn't make weight, so he didn't get the title, but he looked super dominant in that fight. And that's the moment that I had my eyes on him. He also fought a Brave. And I knew when he got in the UFC, he would do very well. And you see, man, Ryan Hall. He, he he solved the puzzle that many people didn't didn't solve against Ryan Hall. He did so, you know. Um, he got confidence. Uh, he, he's a good fighter. Uh, he he has Georgia behind him, man. He got Spain behind him. So uh, I mean, yeah, stars of the sky's the limit for the guy, man. Yeah, these rankings. I'm just looking at these rankings, and you, you know, you said don't make sense. It's true. Like I'm looking at them, and like you know, Jess guys took the spot, and Vivian Rouge up above her, even though they fought. <laughs> She beat her. Um, that's kind of weird. And then you have, you know, Dern and Rodriguez switch spots. They're going to fight. So, you know, it doesn't make sense. And then Maverick, Barber, same thing. They switch spots. Why? You know, maybe, it's very bizarre. Maybe the UFC wants Dern versus Rodriguez on the poster, not Rodriguez versus Dern. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very possible. Same with Juliana Payne. She's magically moved up one spot in the, in the 135 yeah, division. So, they can put her as the, the top five opponent, not top uh, 10. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some weird things going on in, the, in these rankings, guys. I'm just saying, you know, I don't like. I'm not using these as gospel. It's just more of like I look at them just to see like what the matchups could be. Just have to, you know, like quick match, like you know what I mean, Marcel. Like who's quickly in the top fifteen? Who's reigning? Go ahead. You know what's always funny, man? If I ask fighters, do you care about the rankings? No, no, I don't care about the rankings. And then they got a fight offered, for example, the guy who's not in the rankings is like, I want to rank opponent. <laughs> you know, it's very double. I understand where they're coming from, by the way, but it's very double, you know, and those rankings should be really done better. I, I still think there are many guys in the rankings who don't know what they are doing. There are some good guys in the rankings, don't get me wrong. There are some solid guys in the rankings who, who follow MMA, who who are very knowledgeable about the sport, but there are also some guys like, I remember when I went to one guy's website, there was a shoe store or something. So I'm, <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, our, our, our own guy at maodsbringer.com, Brian Heminger is one of the, the, the rankers. Yeah. You know, my thoughts on them are they're not the greatest, but you know, um, there's some guys like Brian, I think that Brian does put his time into them. So there's some guys that do a good yeah. job, but some guys I obviously haven't heard of. They've been exposed. You guys have all seen that Reddit thread. So it is what it is. Um, Anyways, let me get some comments here. This is hilarious. Zach says he wants to see Nate versus Nick Diaz. You know what, man? I never even thought about that before. Like, I'm sure they fought a lot growing up. Um, in Stockton. You know what? Like, just for free and with as boys growing up. But I was gonna say, um, 
that'd be like the biggest fight ever. Like it'd be such an insane <laughs> fight. Eh? Wouldn't that be crazy? Nick versus Nate yeah. that'd be so insane. Amazing. <laughs> that'd be so that, crazy. Did you did you saw that interview where that uh, interviewer asked us three years ago, like, uh, who are the be- who's the best fighter between the two of you? And then Nick Diaz is like, that stupid question, dude. I mean, he got his skills, I got my skills. That stupid question, dude. And then you hear Nate in the background, yeah, just stupid. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Let me get a few more comments and questions, guys. We only have a few more minutes left. Jose says he thinks Tapuri is more well rounded than Bryce. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but Bryce has an amazing ground game, and he's Bryce is better than Ryan Hall, I think, overall in May, too. Daniel Edwards says, uh, Illy's a beast. CM Punk, CM Punk first, yes, <laughs> no man. Uh, Jose says, Thoughts on uh, Dalkis and Shamil? Eh, I mean, it's car, it's not a big thing. I, I don't even want to get worked about car placement anymore. There's, there's, I've seen way worse, you know what I mean? All right, Atlanta, Atlanta, he's talking about Jordan, he's joking. Um, we have uh, what's his name here? Um, there's a few questions from Jose that I'll get that I missed. He's talking about Dalsha. He's okay. He's fighting. Oh, my boy Cole still not this fight. I think they Cole rate that fight. They Mark Andre yeah, earlier. The, the, the reschedule. Yeah, yeah, the reschedule. yeah. Because yeah, they talked right. And so it's in London now. Is that correct? It's supposed to be in London, September fourth, against uh, Mark Andre Barrio. Yeah. Cool. Um, let me just see what other questions he had. Uh, Romanov Vandera. I like that fight. Um, it's a fun one. He said, uh, "Prefer uh, Tavesa versus Olenek or Harris." Um, we talked about Harris. some matchups yesterday, Harris, or I said uh, Gusto Sakai is number nine. I'd like to see maybe that fight too. Update on Don Madge. No, um, I'd love to see <laughs> the guy fight again. Who's the best? What was the best version? Who guys who beat the best version of Connor? Nate could be or Dustin. Nate for sure. That version in 2016, the same year in between where he knocked out um, Mendez and, and Aldo. Then he lost to Nate. Then he beat Nate. Then he beat uh, Alvarez. That was his best stretch, but Nate had the win during that stretch, right? So I think Nate beat him at the right time because then he had the loss, obviously, to to Connor. Um, you agree mm-hmm. with him that, Marcel? Quickly, yeah, man. Man, he's asking for the best bet in the card. We both said that we like porn tools and underdogs, so I mean, you, yeah. you can, uh, yeah, we we both like him. I mean, there, it, you know, there's a lot of big favorites on this card, so like a lot of people parlay stuff. I just warn you, there's a few dogs we did say potentially could have upsets. Jamal Crew, dude, it's crazy. So. Um, Jimmy Crew posted some something on his like uh, Twitter saying he's coming back, and Cole sent it to me, and he's like, "Who do you think is gonna fight?" And I'm like, "I think Jamal Hill, man. I just I think he's gonna be ready to go for that card." And, and sure enough, Marcel, I called it. So you can ask Cole; he'll he'll tell you that's true. And I love I the fight, man. It was my own pick, so I, I think it's a great fight. Give me your thoughts quickly. Yeah, it's a good fight, man. It's yeah. uh, I, I mean, it's, I'm happy Jamal Jamal Hill didn't have anything broken, you know, so he can uh, return quickly. Uh, Crude, yeah, actually. One guy got uh, problems with his arm, and the other guy got problems with his with his foot, right over his leg. So, and both guys are very talented. So I'm really looking forward to it, man. I think um, I would slightly favor Kurt at this moment. I think, but yeah. I'm not sure yet. All right, Marcel, let's get out of here, man. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the the preview show, Marcel. Thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all the questions, guys, and you, you know some of the people that uh, you know, we haven't seen in the chat before. I appreciate you guys joining too. So, Marcel, give me your. Uh, Tell, tell everyone where, you, where they can find you and we'll get out of here, right? Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram, MMA DNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you guys make sure to check out on Thursday my guy Adam Martin with AJ Shulo, same time, same channel. That's right. And me, we're going to do um, the uh, Bellator preview. There's an LFA card too. There's a cool LFA card that's like a one night welterweight tournament. UC fanboy, who's number one goat of all time. Uh, I, I, I still think it's Jones, man. I think it's Yoshi. Just yeah, anyone, she, I guess. GSP. You thinking, yeah? Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, that's a great pick, too. I have to think about the drug testing everything. Anyways, 
Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at M. Adam Martin. Uh, appreciate all the questions, guys. Appreciate you, Marcel, as well. Um, M. Adam Martin on Twitter and the podcast. Uh, it's on maodsburger.com, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. You can find it. I'm also available at uh, myamanews.com, bjpen.com, Fancy Fanatics. And I got uh, Elite Fancy and Elite, uh, uh, Elite Sports Betting. Got my bets coming up Friday and my uh, DFS plays as well. My full article. I break down all the fights from a DFS perspective. Love it. Love playing DraftKings. So definitely check that out. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you later.